What's going on, Knights of Fulcrum? It is me, your master of ceremony, master of ceremonies. I don't know. Your ma your master of the of the Fulcrum Council, Gilbert, and my co-master Harrison. We are here, and we are here to talk about <laughs> an awesome show. That's right. We are here to talk about Easter egg, uh, Easter egg, the uh, hunt, the show, episode two, <laughs> uh, and or edition. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, guys. I lost my train of thought on that one. I had I had something really <laughs> funny that I that I thought it was going to be, or at least I thought it was going to be funny, and it kind of flopped right there because I'm like, shit. What was I going to say? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but yeah. But in all seriousness, though, it like this episode of Andor, insanely full of Easter eggs, and I'm like. Like and it's and it's really just like all kinds of like the background stuff that you can see. That's you interesting. I mean? You're gonna you're gonna have to take me through a lot of those. I didn't really spot that many. Although maybe that's just how I was watching it. Oh well, you know, I, all right. So to be fair, Harrison, a, a few of them come from like stuff from uh, either Rebels or Clone Wars. Okay. So and then also like it it might just be like simple stuff like the beach trooper or like you know what I'm saying like the guy who's chilling out here. Ah, uh, um, okay. So yeah, it's like oh hey, check that out. It's the same guys from Scarif. All so, oh, right, yeah, yeah, that does make sense. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like it's stuff like that. But at any rate, yeah, we will go ahead and get into it here in a second. I want to, I want to do want to shout out to Matches Malone, our like Matches. the most loyal fan that we've had in a long time. Seems <laughs> as Mister Action doesn't seem to be showing up anymore. He doesn't watch <laughs> the damn shows. <laughs> Mister Action does turn up. We saw him in uh, a stream on Sunday, and oh, he's shit. here right now. Speak of the devil <laughs> to prove you wrong. Yeah, no, Mister Action. I apologize if you if you watch if you're on a delay or if you watch this and you're seeing that I'm talking shit about you. I'm just, I'm a, I apologize. Don't leave unless you didn't watch the show. In which case, well, maybe you leave. I don't know. But what's up, Rolando Flores? It's good to see you. And so Harrison, I got to ask. So what did you think of? I, I think I already I already did ask you off air, but. Real quick for everyone who's watching, what did you think of this week's episode? Like, it was, it was a, we went back to the talking, like, not really a whole lot of action. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very similar to uh, the book we're reading on the channel at the moment, uh, Slave Ship, uh, Star Wars Slave Ship, which is very, very talky, very sort of intense conversations rather than necessarily action moving the story forward. Um, I like it though. Like, like, I, I, I think that all the conversations in this, like, are still full of drama. Mm. And I, I really appreciate it. Um, and like sort of different types and they have like inspiring moments as well as like really deeply sad moments. Um, some of them kind of at the same time in Dude. these conversations. Oh, well, we, all right. So we can get into it when the show, when we actually get to that point. But there's one part in particular, I think you know what I'm talking about, that was like, it it had me like almost kind of get like, I, I don't want to say gasp because I didn't really do that, but I'm just like, oh, uh, but it had me actually be like, oh, damn, like, do you know what I'm talking about? I think I think I know. I, I, maybe I'm not sure. We'll have to confer right. later. Well, on. yeah, we'll get to it later. But there was one specific part in this in this episode that really got me, and I'm just like, damn, man. And and it's just like it. It felt like it felt like a gut punch to to both Andor and the fans. You know what I mean? And, I, and we will get into it when I, as I said. <laughs> <laughs> we got milk toast in the comments saying don't get dmca this time and i'll tell you what i will try to i i will try to remember not to play episode or not to play the full episode for more than like five seconds <laughs> we also got smith lord speaks in here saying evening gents how's it going Hello, smith smith Lord. Lord. and oh boy this this guy we got connor <laughs> in here telling us hashtag it's not sunday 
<laughs> no, you need to get it. You need to get on board, Connor. We've been going over this for at least the last month and a half now. It is Fulcrum Saturday, and you need to accept that. It is never going back. <laughs> we we are the Empire, damn it. We are cracking down on Sunday. It is. It, there will be no more Sundays tolerated. And I'm I'm sorry, Connor, but they blame you for what happened. And there will be quadruple fines for anyone who mentions Sunday again. <laughs> Anyone even indirectly mentioning Sunday is going to be uh, on the shit list of the Empire. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't remember that guy's... That guy had a really crazy speech, but it also that was an awesome scene as well when they had the ISB, which uh, that's one of the Easter eggs is the character, uh, General or uh, Admiral Yularen. Uh, that's uh, okay. A, yeah, so you, you might have seen him in passing in, in episode of Clone Wars. He's He hangs out with uh, Anakin Skywalker. He's the dude on the ship. The oh right, okay, um, yeah, not enough. I don't know uh, Clone Wars enough to have recognized that off the cuff. I, I'll have to see. We have to get back into our watch of Clone Wars. Like, do like the the sits where we where we sit down and like, wa- and I make you watch an episode of Clone Wars like once a week. Yeah, I, I keep thinking I should try and get back into Clone Wars. Okay, maybe, maybe we'll do it. Uh, Mister Action says. Anyway, how is the show so far? I'm assuming he hasn't watched it. It's. I say it's pretty good. Like. A lot of people say it's boring. They're like they're saying there's not enough action. However, if you watched last week's episode, it's there's more than enough action in that one episode alone to to fill the la- the full six episodes. At least I think. Some people yeah. will not be named for for, for fear that I might invoke their you know, <laughs> their presence. Speak, and I shall appear. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> no, but I think the show's good. It's it's very intriguing, or it's very full of intrigue and like spy you know i don't, I don't know I, i'm not sure how to describe it. you go ahead harrison you're much more eloquent than i am yeah it is it's very i think i mentioned it before it reminds me of tinker taylor soldier spy it's all intrigue and um the sort of mysteries well not necessarily mysteries the tension of what's going to happen how we see through the different scenes you start to notice how people are affecting each other and you start to fear for one character due to the machinations of another character <laughs> smith lord speaks not the sabbath <laughs> yeah sorry to throw you off there but, but yes i agree it it absolutely works to like how these different characters interact and how and the, how what they're like how they're reacting to the situation like mon mothma she's just not about like that she finds out that luthan's behind the the raid on uh aldani and she is not about it you know the empire they react by getting super aggressive on even like the lightest crime and or he reacts by going on vacation <laughs> he goes to Boca. He goes to like the nearest beach planet and, and instantly gets arrested. I love it. <laughs> Y'all had any crazy boys in the chat lately? Not lately. I noticed that I noticed that a few of the crazy boys have stopped showing up. I think it's because we have the cool boys that you know, like the ones we have in here, who mm. fight back and are like, you know what, this is stupid. Why the hell are you arguing about this? Yeah, I have to say, we have some very delightful people in our chat these days. I mean, except for Connor, but, you know, that's just because he's Irish. We'll get in so much trouble. <laughs> some white racism from Gilbert. <laughs> but it's white on white racism. It's okay. Uh, no, I, need to, I need to, like, I need to get, like, a thing that, that like, uh, signifies when I'm joking. <laughs> like i need to get like one of the one of these video clips that i always that i love playing i need to get one that like signifies when i'm when i'm being when i'm being racist but not really 
I love that. I love Connor saying rebellions were built on hope. I don't know what he's what he's talking about, but I love how <laughs> he quotes he's quoting Rogue One. I could definitely go with that. Rebellions are built on hope. And I, I, I like it. It's interesting. They're really playing with that in this show, I think. Like in this episode in particular, you see real kind of roller coaster moments of bad things that the rebellion is causing and sort of reasons to not have hope. And then these moments where characters turn it around and you sort of see that second wind come in. It's been pretty great. I agree. You know what I think is, although to refute that point, you know who hasn't had a second wind and and still at this point is like, why the fuck are you even here? This dude? Fucking Cyril here. Like, he shows up for one second again to get reprimanded by his mom. And then later on, he goes, he shows up at work to get to get put into his cubicle. And that and he literally like that's all we see from Cyril this entire episode is is this. And I'm like, what the hell, man? Why are like what are we doing with this guy? Like, is he gonna be important or not? Yeah, they they do seem to be playing the long game. They are really like, make sure you remember this dude. Like, and they were like making sure that we remembered that he was really downtrodden by his mother and stuff. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and the thing of like a high collar. It shows me that you're unconfident in yourself. I think you're a little Nancy boy. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing, madam? Like, it's a collar. Yeah, I did like that whole thing of like her saying that. Uh, the, uh, the, what's it called? The standards and practice or whatever, whatever place he goes in, he's going to work is they don't. They're not in the market for individuals. I'm like, what the fuck? He's he's like the least individual guy wearing that little brown like. I, I I don't know, man. The, the guy didn't look like an individual to me. He looked like just a normal dude, like in the, in like the most generic suit that I've ever seen. I, th- I think that is sort of the point. It's like we, we're essentially seeing this dude hit rock bottom. I think, like in his eyes, like I, I think this is like the worst for him. And I I get the feeling that we're like I said before. I, I think we're really building to this dude kicking off, and they're playing such a long game. It might only happen in like the final episode that we finally see what this is building to with this dude. And it, it'll be, uh, they could go in a bunch of different ways. It could be that this guy is going to be like come in as like a rogue agent completely outside of anything imperial or even corporate uh, security. And he's just going to be like a wild shooter or something. Like, I, I don't know, you know, like he's going to like storm the gates of the imperial court. <laughs> I don't know. One man outside <laughs> the law. They took his job. They took my job, mother. <laughs> he was framed i was framed but he but this summer he's going to get his life back <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically like that or maybe like um uh oh man down is it man down with uh ant-man hank pin uh okay uh yeah i think michael douglas yeah i think you're michael I think douglas, you're, right. yeah. you're man down excellent movie with uh, yes. that that dude from um, the Godfather as well, the Consigliere. Okay, yeah, we got when I'm looking at Man Down. If it, uh, in a post-apocalyptic America, former U.S. Marine Gabriel Drummer is it is it the is it a Shia LaBeouf movie? Because that's who I'm seeing here is Shia LaBeouf. Maybe I'm maybe I'm looking at the wrong movie because I see Shia LaBeouf, Gary Oldman, and uh, yeah, no, maybe that's the wrong movie. That doesn't, yeah, that does not sound right. Anyway, we should, we should, we should move along. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about Man Down. We're talking about this. Also, we got Jonathan Redman in the comments. And so, what's up, Jonathan? Falling Down. That's the movie. Falling Down. Okay, yes. That, that's the one. Yes, 
falling down. I know exactly what you're talking about. The one he goes on a fucking rampage through uh, like L.A. Yeah, where he play, he has like essentially he does a live action GTA game, <laughs> like, and has a great time and then dies. <laughs> oh, dude, that movie was funny, but it pissed me off so much at some points. Like he goes into the <laughs> goddamn into the to the McDonald's. It's like ask for breakfast. Like shoots the place up. They decide to give him breakfast. He's like, you know what? I don't want this. Give me a burger. Like fucking idiot. What the hell? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, uh, thank see, you for shouting that milk yeah, toast. My, thank you. Yeah, milk toast was all he knew exactly what you were talking about. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Cyril do that. I'd love to see Cyril just break and like there'd be some sort of weird rampage. <laughs> I love, uh, yeah, milk toast also says it was tan suit Obama all over again. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember tan suit Obama, but you know what? Now I have to look. Tan... I think vaguely, I think maybe. I like how Fuller's Figures has said uh, falling down is effectively my commute home every evening. <laughs> how many people do you kill a day, Connor? Yeah, like straight up. Do you, like how many like people do you kill? How many uh, fast food joints do you shoot up? And how many gangbangers do you end up shooting and then stealing their weapons only to go shoot up a Nazi? And the, like, there's a lot of weird shit that happens in that fucking movie. Like he he gets he like. Does that? Then he gets he gets taken in by a Nazi. It's like, hey man, check this out. I got a thing from the Holocaust, and then he ends up killing the Nazi. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck kind of movie am I watching? I I love that movie so much. <laughs> Dragon, I love it. Spoilers. And like, mate, what? it's it's like thirty years old. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you, if you haven't seen this movie, that's when yeah, Michael Douglas was young. If you haven't seen this movie yet, I'm like, bro, what? It, what? Let's see, Jonathan. Yeah, but, yeah, no. I, I I don't have any thoughts on Nottingham Forest, Jonathan. I, I, I'm afraid I don't I don't know anything about the game of balls and feet. Um, they do they do kick well there in Nottingham Forest, though, with all their Robin Hoods and yeah. Stuff. I was gonna I was gonna say what are my, what are my thoughts on Nottingham Forest? Well, it's a good place for Robin Hood and his merry men to hide out. Yeah, it's a bad well, place for Sherwood Forest, but yeah, yeah, that is Sherwood Forest. I mean, I, you know. Could Still, be the same damn forest for all I know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what <the> France? <laughs> I, I, I love how this has just taken a, a complete turn. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, let's see. So yeah, like I, I did mention the ISB part. So this guy, yeah, like this is uh, Admiral Yar Admiral Yolaren. He was like the the direct like directly under. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Anakin Skywalker. He was like he was like the commander directly under him. He he commanded Anakin's flagship. Right. Okay. And so yeah, apparently he's changed in in the last twenty years because yeah, the guy in Clone Wars is, is a cool dude. He's like an honorable man. This guy's like fuck these people. We're gonna like we're going to end up just like cracking down on all crime, even petty shit. It's like dude, damn. Yeah, it's it's interesting that I I do like that they've been doing a couple of things with the Republic and showing that like for what the Emperor did to have worked, it did require a lot of good people to just start working for the Empire and start doing evil shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I guess that's what the Empire like. That's what they uh, want, and that's what they end up like uh, not harvesting, but that's it's the what's the word? Uh, they end up like. <sighs> I'm, I'm uh, cultivating. 
cultivating. Oh, cultivating. Right. Yes, they, 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 that's, that's the thing they end up cultivating in their in their soldiers and their people is like that kind of ruthless, ruthlessness and like lethality. And mm. so, yeah, and this guy, he says, even you can see it right here. I spoke with Emperor Palpatine last night. So he has direct line to the emperor. So, I mean, that's got to be, that's got to have some kind of effect on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, because I imagine that anyone who isn't, you know, like Vader is just in constant fear whenever they speak to like Palpatine. Like if they weren't someone who sort of knew him on the way up mm-hmm. and like, I could see this dude, you know, like how the, the pressure that must put you under the way that must warp your mind being around a figure like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm like, in my mind, see, now this is actually a kind of a cool Easter egg here. Cause he, uh, this guy, as he is, uh, two things. First, he shows up on the Death Star, or at least he's supposed to. He's a different actor at that point, but supposedly this guy is on the Death Star when it blows up, and he, during that meeting when Vader chokes the dude, apparently oh, okay. he's one of the guys in the background. And then also, supposedly he's, uh, like, I guess in Rebels, in the show Rebels, he is like the, uh, a main character of that show is uh, Agent Callus, who is, he's he is an Imperial agent who's also like a double agent. He's like a spy for the Rebels, okay. and all this time he's been spying for him. So there's a chance that we might get a live action agent Callus, so maybe not in this show, but somewhere down the line, because it's revealed that Callus is actually like this dude's like number two, or like he like you were my best student, and like I taught you everything. How dare you betray the Empire? Kind of uh-huh. like because he ends up finding out, and there's that there's a confrontation between between the two. Yeah, I want to right. I, I want to address the thing about <laughs> Michael Douglas and Conolingus. Right? Oh, <laughs> I just was like, right. It, th- there is a thing about HPV and like you can get young people should get HPV vaccinations. That's a thing. So if you're, if you're someone out there and like you've got an option to get it, get it. It's good for you. It protects you against stuff. Um, fun, but, fun fact. Yeah. Like most sexually active adults probably already have HPV or some form of it. Yeah, yeah. Hence why I'm like young people, like, <laughs> like, like yeah, so teenagers. Go get that vaccine. It's a good idea. Yeah, don't be yeah. like, don't be like us. But <laughs> don't, also, don't be like Michael Douglas and then complain because that was Catherine Zeta Jones, and the man needs to shut up. <laughs> it's like, well, if Catherine Zeta Jones has has HPV, you just get over it and you do it. <laughs> you just do it. She is the jewel of Wales. Well, I mean, I, sure. Why not? I was just going to say she's Catherine Zeta-Jones, but sure, why not make it a make it a, a British thing? Yeah, it's Catherine Zeta-Jones, man. Yeah, she used to she used to be married to Del Boy. That would make any sense to you. I I don't know who Del Boy is, but sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, oh well, I like how Smith says the weirdest thing about that scene is where Vader chokes the officer is the fact that they both have erections at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you can only see that on like the real primo 4k re-release yeah right <laughs> like you, you can just barely see like the like if you look really co- closely on the old version you can kind of see like a little bit of a book but on the 4k it's like flat it's like out there it's like almost like there's a 3d thing going on and, uh let's see jonathan redmond says he's the head of the empire intelligence division so it makes sense he would answer to palps directly yeah, yeah that's definitely. true i'm just like but yeah it's like, like damn dude he's he has made uh a crazy jump whereas he used to be just like he's an admiral he, he ran a ship now he's like talking like he's talking to the fucking emperor he's the, and apparently he's the head of the of their police because he is like i, I think he said the isb is the the investigated or was the imperial uh, the imperial security bureau security, so yeah so it's there so yeah it's the, it's like their police unit it's like it's kind of like mps yeah it's like yeah it's like they're at their fbi or something like yeah like the, or cia even i think he's got sort of like 
hardcore dudes. Yeah, he's like secure. He's like the Secretary of Defense, almost kind of like for uh, for um, like in, in terms of like America. If he was Canadian, he'd be a Mountie. <laughs> oh, Canada! The RCMP. We're gonna come along here, and we're gonna take care of this evil empire. And <laughs> I don't know why I'm gonna go at Canadians. <laughs> Sorry, Canada. <laughs> I love it. I love it though. It's like I, instead of riding Tie Fighters, they ride moose. <laughs> the moose. It's, it's just the Tie Fighter with antlers on either side. <laughs> yeah, they're they're stormtroopers walk around instead of they're wearing stormtrooper helmets, they're wearing hockey masks. <laughs> It's like, put your hands up, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Are you involved in this situation, eh? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's <laughs> not, not sorry, it's sorry. But yeah, uh, let's see, what else? Okay, I'm not talking about I'm done with the, with the <laughs> mic. I'm not talking about cuddling this anymore. <laughs> Shouldn't have allowed that to continue. <laughs> oh, whoa, Jonathan Redmond. Whoa, this is a, this is a PG show. We don't we don't talk that way. <laughs> not, I'm not going to dignify that with putting it on the screen. And that's slander. You you know that isn't true, Jonathan Redmond. She was in Zorro. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's the nasty twat, it's it's gonna be fucking the other asshole who was in who's also in Zorro. Antonio Banderas? Yeah. It's like, if anyone's the twat in that situation, it's going to be Antonio Banderas. How dare you slander? I'm trying to move, to move back to this, but I, I'm glad you guys are, are enjoying the conversation. And sorry. Yes, Jonathan, that's true. You did say maybe. I apologize. Okay. So, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, let's see. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on to this conversation with Mon Mothma. What you th what you think of this part? This this I I liked. This is it's very interesting. The shades of gray they're pulling out in this show, with the thing of like how again, like, like I said last time, how Mon Mothma's attempts to do things properly in the Senate like are uh, made even harder by this news um, of the raid in Aldani, and then having this where she's like, "You've done this," and, and him being quite sinister and like feeling quite out of control. And you know, like like a dictator in his own right with these things, where it's like you knew what you were getting into. We have to do this. This is happening. Um, and it's it, it's that you know awful place where it's like you don't like to admit that maybe you know the person who's acting badly might be doing something in the right or something that you support. Because I you know support these rebellions, but uh, yeah, uh, Luthen acts like a bit of a dick in this scene. Yeah, no, he he gets that like he does that. I get what he's going for because he says like that the, he they say that they're gonna. She says, "Do you know how many people are gonna get hurt? How many people are gonna die? Like they're gonna crack down." And he says, "That's the point. That's exactly what we want is for them to overreact." And and I get why it's because if like that whole thing where they where later on when they charge Andor like with they say slandering the Empire, it's like uh, fleeing the scene of a of a crime or something like that. And then trying to destroy uh, Empire property because he was like trying to break the, you know, he was like he was yeah. sitting there messing with the robot. You so, scuffed my droid. Yeah, exactly. It's like it used to be six months. Now it's six years. It's like that kind of shit will make people start wanting to rebel. Like that'll that's a lightning rod to draw people to your cause. Yeah, and it's it, it's that thing of like is is that justified if you've artificially done that by goading the empire even though you know it's something the empire does and this is what i mean it's like there isn't a right answer i appreciate the show yeah it's, it, yeah shades of gray of it is that like you have sometimes you have to compromise your morals in order to to you know 
do what's what you believe is right. And that's mm-hmm. what Luthen is doing. He's abs- although you get the feeling sometimes that he might not that he might be a sociopath. Yeah, I I think well, I think this is it. Like I think they're gonna go with that thing of like he can't he is sacrificing like his morals and things to do what he ultimately believes is right, but it does still twist you. And you mm-hmm. do end up being a worse person than you wanted to be. Yeah. Like I like that I like that thing of uh he says, like, what did I tell you when when we started this? Like there's no going back, like there's no turning back from here. I'm like, damn, dude, that's like you're uncompromising. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that out of a freaking art dealer. And <laughs> like, like openly threatening because he picks up the massive like mace that looks like a weapon from Dark Souls. And it's like Yeah. <laughs> like now it's not gonna do anything because he's because her guard is right or well, her driver or whatever is right out there. But I do like that whole thing of like the the when the door closes, like he can't hear anything. So he's sitting there like, oh yeah, like like it's all good. Like the empires, and he's still sitting there smiling and dancing around while talking about these serious things. It's like, damn, mm. dude. Like like seriously, like that's what I'm saying with that sociopath thing. Like he seriously has this like act down. But what I find interesting is that it, it seems like almost the way he acts here almost feels like it kind of inspires Mon Mothma later. Because she starts doing stuff like that with the like smile, pretend that we're yeah. having a nice conversation. Exactly. And being like not threatening, but um do, using the implication with <sighs> um with, with her friend. She's like, I ain't telling you what I'm doing, but yeah, yeah no. you know. Although that's I, I wonder about that. Like that's one thing that freaks me out is that he does like I know that what he was saying, that whole conversation of like, oh, uh like so we can talk like I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, but we and she's at the party with her buddy. He says that, oh, I don't know if I could t- if I could confide in you because my political, you know, allegiances might be a little too like radical for your taste or something like that because of the people the company you keep. But that worries me. I'm like, it, it's 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 gonna be Saw Gerrera. Like she's gonna Ooh. she's gonna be like, oh well, I now I know I can trust you because I my, I'm a little too radical too. But I'm like not that radical. He's he's gonna be friend like watch like he, she's gonna connect him with Saw Gerrera and it's gonna be like, bro. You're getting some bad shit's gonna happen that you're not gonna like, and you're gonna compromise your your morals again. Mm. Like that's that's my thought because like it makes it seem like oh no he's in the rebellion. I'm like no he's he's probably involved with terrorists. Oh yeah yeah, it's it's interesting. So milk toast pastry. You're saying historically uh, compromising rebels end up dead, as in rebels who compromise like their morals, like what they think is right and wrong, and do what Luthen's saying that sort of thing. All the <clears throat> yeah, the entire rogue squadron died, and then I and where is Luthen in in episode four and on, or Rogue One and on? Where's Luthen? <laughs> Nowhere. That's true. You're dead. That's true. I think that that sort of part of it is to that you know to give still that like like even though we know why you did it, you know crime doesn't pay, mm. and we're we're not gonna like let you have a happy ending here. Yeah. But like I do, but I do want to bring up again. Like you're right. I do like this scene. I didn't notice it before, but when he picks up that weapon, it's kind of like, oh, dude. Like it's he's not. It's not that he's gonna hit her with it, but it is that implication of like I could kill you with this. It's something that that I like made me sad because I, I like the character of Luthen, but like this is him doing something. I'm like, dude, fucking hey, come on, man. You know what you're doing. You know you are. Yeah, you're scaring like, this. You're scaring this woman. Yeah. But like you're using the implication of violence, like, and that you are armed with a heavy weapon, like, it, yeah, gross, dude. Um, yeah. I also do want to talk about real quick. There's that's the first of the Easter eggs that I was mentioning. Well, the second of them actually is this mask right here. That's Plo Koon's uh, mask. Oh, of course, I can see his eyepiece. Oh, god, yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know how the hell Luthen got that out of a ship that was like that was blown up on a planet far away, but somehow he got Plo Koon's mask. Oh. Which again just kind of speaks to how like shitty Luthen probably is because he like, has all these like things that he probably shouldn't have. Like that. Yeah. Also, this That's right true. here, that helmet. So tell me if you recognize this helmet. Then that does ring a bell to me. Why? Why do I know that? That is the uh the temple guards for the Jedi Temple. Oh. So here, I'll bring up a picture of that. Hmm. But yeah, so like that thing, he has a helmet from the Jedi Temple Guards. He has a, like I, I mentioned it last week or a week before, that he has a Twi'lek, uh, like art, like a family art heirloom that I'm like, dude, like apparently that's sacred to Twi'leks. He has uh, like, what's it called? Um, you see, he also has like Plo Koon's freaking death, like his straight up mask, like his breathing, his breather mask. Yeah, like, so, like something that you're going to take off a dead body, <laughs> like yeah, somebody like, doesn't need to breathe anymore. I'm like, bro, like, who the hell are you that you have all these things that you probably, that again, like, I feel like this is like, not, not cultural appropriation, but it's like, it's like what the British Museum does. Just like oh, steals yeah. artifacts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I think it, I think it sort of is as well. Like, I think it kind of shows the, what am I saying? I think it sort of shows like the attitudes that these people now have to live in within the empire. You know, like the people who can stay on Coruscant can stay wealthy and comfortable within the empire have to be kind of outwardly comfortable with whatever the empire is doing so you, you know they probably are a bit crap and um not sensitive to any of this stuff and smith lord why are we talking about helmets because there's a cool little easter egg that i saw <laughs> I, I just i noticed it and i didn't notice it last week and i'm like oh hey look at that that's why <laughs> now we can move on from the helmet because that's all i just want i just wanted to mention it's a cool little thing that i noticed but anyway so yeah, but this scene was pretty great. Uh, here, let me see here. I do want to move on just a little bit. Like, I think it's I think it's funny that Luthen is basically he's just like he's not he's done waiting. He's basically done with her shit. He's like, we need the money. I'm done. I'm done waiting for you to get your fortune. So you know, I took matters in my own hands, basically. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not evil and imperial. It's like I know I did say it's evil and imperial. It's like what the British Museum does. Uh, I didn't yeah. say it's not like <laughs> I am absolutely comparing the Empire to the British Empire. Ah, Smith Lord was suggesting we were talking about knobs. Oh, I thought I was <laughs> we were talking about the oh I see. I see. Uh, <laughs> the state of public schools. <laughs> you know what? That's absolute America. We're the rebellion. No, 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 we're not. <laughs> yeah, no. If that, if that's that's the wrong message we need to be taking from this show is that America. That's that's what who we no. I yeah, God, like maybe we can still. This is such a politically charged episode in general. <laughs> Fucking hell, <laughs> down with the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Reunite North and North Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I am not part of any of this. <laughs> I I I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The EU, rather EU, the Good Friday deal went away, mate. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> remember, remember a few weeks ago, Harrison, when I asked Connor not to call the IRA on me. Now I think I may actually need to to be serious about that. Don't call the IRA on me. I, I don't just need to be serious about that. I think it's more like, <laughs> like I'm just kidding. 
No, no, I don't, I, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Everyone complains about the British Museums, then comes to visit them, make up your minds. I, I mean, to be, to be fair, you have to visit them because it's all there. If you want to see it, you have to come to us. Tell you what, I won't visit the British Museum. I'll go visit the Louvre instead. I'll go to France. Oh, yeah, because they never had an empire. Yeah, because they never stole any artifacts. Yeah, they never like conquered half the world. God, I can't believe we can't. Like, we're only like seven minutes through the actual review of like this episode. Like, we're, we, like this is seven minutes into the episode, and we have and we're thirty minutes into this, and we're and we're actually we've just been talking about politically charged nonsense, and then also having having me be incredibly racist towards Irish people for some reason. Like I think it's just Connor. He, that motherfucker gets my goat, <laughs> and I still. Although, like one day, I gotta have him on the show, just just to, just to have. Look at Jonathan throwing loads of shade on us. That joke might be a tad highbrow for this stream. <laughs> we we are smart people. Don't don't you say otherwise. I mean, one of us is. One of us wasn't wasn't uh, educated in the American school system, so. <laughs> I guarantee one of us is smart. <laughs> the, the other one, the jury is still out on. Uh, this guy, we come back to Cyril and his suffering. Where yeah, he, gets, he gets to have this is a, what a Star Wars cubicle job is, I guess. This is probably like, I, I like the most depressing thing. Like it's like worse than actual cubicles. I'm like I'm I'm sure you guys have those in Britain. I'm sure you guys have those that bank of like one person, two person, three person, and they're all like, yeah. The, it, this is somehow worse. Yeah, I've, I've never had like the full on like Dilbert style like cubicle that goes all the way up, but we have you know like banks of desks, and then you get like you get your own little tiny board that goes up to about here, so you can see everyone, but you can pin things up. Yeah, see, I have been in a cubicle like that, and that's so yeah, like looking at this and then, like just having the Star Wars cubicle that goes on for fucking ever, oh. and like I'm like, dude, this is this is hell on earth. Oh, like yeah, I yeah, yeah. kill yourself, grab the nearest like hydro spanner or. Vibro blade or whatever nonsense Star Wars word, and just stab yourself in the neck, because that's what I would do. <laughs> God love Gilbert, but he's a yank after all. Damn right I am. <laughs> yeah, no. But in all seriousness, though, yeah, no. This this is horrible and. I'm like I I like how he even sitting there is like I intend to to clear my name and get my get my you know life back and go spend my rent. I'm like no you're not dude you're gonna you're gonna die in this cubicle. Uh yeah like this is the worst dude of the office. He's gonna tell everyone about this. Like he is he is Colin Robinson from what we do in the shadows. He's like at the water cooler going did you did you know that I uh, I was actually uh, hounded out of my job uh, for trying to do justice. Yeah, he's like lying on the floor drained. <laughs> All right, I'll dumb it down a little bit. Men have willies. Well, thank you, Smith Lord. I appreciate that. Because <laughs> God knows I didn't know that. Like, <laughs> oh man, see, I had a horrible joke that I could have made, but I'm not going to make it because I think I, I've made, I've I've hit my limit for for politically incorrect jokes this stream. <laughs> <laughs> That joke, like it brings up willies though. That's a weird like across the pond thing. Because watching cartoons as a kid and they talk about the notion of a wet willy, I was very confused. Yeah, no, I imagine. 
I imagine you guys are like, oh, I didn't know they could talk about that on American TV. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like people were doing horrendous things in in American schools, apparently. It's like, you did what to their ear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I... I suppose that's a that yeah that's an interesting thing I didn't I didn't think about that. Also yeah, I, I, well, I don't know. Do you guys still call doorknobs doorknobs, or is that like a thing? Because I know you guys call knobs a you know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We still have doorknobs, and, and like knob is also a word for penis as well. Yeah, but like we don't we don't be like oh no, don't ever really call that a knob again. Otherwise, we're all gay when we open doors. We don't do that. <laughs> like, oh look at me, I'm turning the knob. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm. I get. I get. But see, the I think the funniest thing that comes from, from across the pond is uh, Bell End. Bell End's good. Bell End is, is one of my favorites. Yeah, fucking Bell End. You Bell End. It's like uh, <laughs> I, I do. I do enjoy that. Just like, these little these little cultural exchanges. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, like there's not really much to say about Cyril. It's just it's sad. It's pathetic, and that's pretty much the end of that. Yeah, he's like doing whatever. He's like doing the like useless kind of awkward equivalent of in Dragon Ball Z when they go to that place to train for a year, but it only takes one day. Like he is currently off training up his angst and like patheticness so that he can come back and be like a super villain later. Well, I hope so. I'm like I, I don't know about that. I hope you're right, but I don't honestly don't know if that's true. I. I hope that he comes back with a vengeance and becomes like a total badass. But right now, it's just like, dude, you are you're pathetic. You're in you were Michael Douglas at the beginning of falling down. <laughs> yes, yeah, and this is a version of falling down that takes twelve episodes. Yeah, and then sometimes doesn't focus on any on on the actual guy. <laughs> it's not a good way to watch falling down. Well, it depends on how you feel about Michael Douglas and Robert Duvall. <laughs> But anyway, uh, let's see. What do you? So let's go ahead and talk about this scene a little bit. I, I mentioned it off air that I really like that we see the kind of like uh, Vel in. Well, after after we get through all this nonsense of her walking down this maze of of stuff. I, oh wait, yeah, there we go, there we go. I do kind of like how we have Vel in more like looking more like she's like she's high class and more like less terrorist and more like she belongs on Coruscant. Yeah, it's it's good because it it means it puts like her into question like when you first meet her you're just like she's a gorilla like warfare guy like you know she is like out here with everyone in the mud but this is like oh maybe maybe actually she's another one of these like really kind of high-end people like luthan who's actually like a rich and powerful person who has some security to go back to mm -hmm. which i do kind of like that yeah like, you don't see elon musk you know funding the rebellion to you know to take down <laughs> donald trump or whatever the hell <laughs> but or, or maybe you do. Maybe he does. Maybe he pops on a wig and and you know goes all like robed and hooded and gets out a gun and goes all crazy and, and like secret agent. But I like that's my thing is that you don't see guys like that. You don't see like Richard Branson, you know, going all uh, intrigue spy. <laughs> Do you know? What? Okay, like like Elon Musk, yeah, but Richard Branson, like in like a Jedi like costume, <laughs> like if he turned up, be like, I shall stop you. I'm like, all right, Virgin. <laughs> like you know what what you signed up for. Right, that's my best Richard Branson. I, my... I'm not sure I've ever heard Richard Branson speak. Neither have I. I, I don't <laughs> think I actually ever have. I don't know he's Australian. That's about as far as I know. All oh, right, no, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I, well, I think. 
I think he's either Australian or British. One of the, one or the other. He's I know he's not from America. Yeah, he's like Northern British or Southern British. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> but that's my point. Is that like it's kind of yeah, cool to see that the rebellion in in uh, Star Wars is built on a lot of rich people. Strangely enough. Yeah, Miltos the pastry coming up with the facts about Che Guevara. She was a doctor from a wealthy family. That's I cool. Like Shea Guevara. It's a cool, dude. <laughs> I, okay. He writes interesting books. All right. Fair enough. Might have wrote. I'll grant you that. I'm like, I don't know if I say he's a, he's a cool guy, but I like wrote wrote interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I will admit, like, like you know, that that's way too much of a muddy issue for me to be like, I'm gonna pick a side on like that. I'm nah. I'm just like, yeah, interesting. <laughs> it was like fascinating individual. Yeah. I dressed up as him one time for Halloween because my friends and me we, we were doing a thing. We well, one of us was Kim Jong un or Kim Jong il. One of us was Che Guevara and the other one was Fidel Castro. <laughs> we, wanted, we wanted to be dictators for Halloween. <laughs> I might do actually Fidel Castro is not a bad shout for me for Halloween at one point. I might I might, I might give that a go. <laughs> I could I could totally see you do that military outfit on, you uh all bearded out, have a little cigar in your mouth. Yeah, I need a cigar in the right hat, and that'll be about it. Yeah, all right, fair enough. All rebellions require finances. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying that's not true. But what I'm saying is I find it interesting that, like, the the in this particular case, they're not just getting financed by, like, drug lords or shit like that. Like, their financers are actually fighting alongside the, re the rebels. <laughs> you said to find some drug lords. And all my thing went to, and I don't know if you guys know this, Smith Lord, Jonathan, and um, Connor. Do you guys know about the, the, the like, uh, piracy funds, terrorism, used to have on, like, VHS tapes? It was a big deal back in the 2000s that terrorists were being funded by pirate VHS tapes. Well, I mean, it's because if you bought Middle East, like if you bought like shit that came from Middle Eastern, you know, black markets or whatever, I, I guess, pirated, <laughs> like pirated tapes, I, I, I guess. <laughs> like, oh yeah, check it out. I got this new movie that just, that just released in Saudi Arabia, but someone filmed it and sent it over here. I'm like, yeah, I, I mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure about that claim. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like I, I'm gonna say it, it's possible, but um, it's iffy. <laughs> like if you want to, if you want to, like if you want to stretch your your mental gymnastics to like the the like the limit. <laughs> oh, give me one second. My dog just pushed my door open. I gotta gotta close that. Oh no. I didn't even recognize this character at first. It really took me a while to figure out that it was her. Yeah, see, that's my thing. A little bit of makeup and curling your hair, and suddenly you're like, who the hell even are you? Mm. And Hey, what slander is this? I did not go blackface. <laughs> that doesn't I, even make sense, I think. <laughs> I have done a lot of really bad things on this stream that that in, if I were anyone else, would, if I was like a famous person, would get me canceled right now. But <laughs> I did not do that. <laughs> I, I do like burning hokey copies of Bridget Jones. I, I do love the idea. No, he was in the, he was selling weapons. To, no, 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 I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into any of that. Oh my god! Like the politics, we're trying to escape the politics, but we're just coming right back into it. Yeah, no, I'm not. And, and you know what's funny is that none of us are politicians. None of us are like civics majors. None of us know political science. So we're all just a bunch of dumbasses talking about shit we know no, of which we know not. 
uh, milk toast to pastry like like i'm kind of convinced like could say is has shown enough smarts that i'll believe whatever gets put in that chat like because i'm okay. not dumb enough to check well, I'm I'm gonna gonna tell, I'll, I'll tell you firsthand. I I know Milk Toast, and yes, that that, that probably the smart that he's probably the smartest person in this chat right now. So <laughs> maybe he knows what he's talking about. The rest of us are a bunch of idiots. Yeah, uh, Connor, Jonathan, uh, guys, you guys have to like catch up, prove you're smarter than Milk Toaster. <laughs> are, are you smarter than Milk than Milk Toaster Pace? <laughs> I, I know you don't you don't understand that. That's a there's a, that's a game show here called Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader. And Milk Toaster Pastry has made a good point that the show is politics. It is, it is kind of unavoidable in this, yeah. Like, especially like they they do do a lot of real world things in this. You're like, oh yeah, I see what you're taking from there with your hot takes, which I I like to be honest. I, I think it's good to get like these sort of differing opinions. Um, but I am like, oh, people are gonna be upset about that. Yeah, no, gotta be careful about who we say this to or who we show this this particular episode to because it might piss off a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, particularly the stuff that happens on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no, that shit. That shit. I was watching. I'm like, what kind of bullshit? Like, so I don't. I'm sure the police are have like you have problems with police in in the UK as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm watching that. I'm like, what kind of nonsense? Like civil liberty rights bullshit is this? Like, I, I think that's it. Yeah. It's. I mean, yeah. We do go. It's. It's a thing of someone hassling you because like they can today. Like, or they've decided that you're a problem regardless of the truth. Fuck it, I'm gonna jump over to there. Like, like because we're we're like if, since we're talking about it already, I'm just gonna jump over to it and talk about that. Like, first of all, I like how there's this there's one guard who's chasing them and like way behind it. Like, yeah, he's he's kind of being suspicious by looking back and doing like this shit a lot. But I mean, I don't know, man. Like, that's a normal that's a normal thing. And then and I argue later on when he shows up over here. That other guard had had no way of knowing that he was doing any of that because he was facing the opposite direction on the other side. It yeah, and, and it, it shows that like um, self fulfilling prophecy of it of like he is scared. You know, even if he would be innocent, he's still scared of how this man's approaching him, mm-hmm. and the fact that if he does something wrong, he could be in trouble if this guy doesn't understand. And it makes him look nervous, and it makes him you know like he's going, "You're sweating," and it's like, "Have you although, seen the sun from the beach?" Although yeah, some of the questions, some of the things that he does are like, dude like straight up logic so we have uh yeah we have the first things like are uh so what why are you looking around just trying to figure out what's going on are you part of it part of what don't play dumb I'm like dude what the fuck like do you wear you like i feel like this yeah the cop is escalating it so much worse and yeah. i mean yeah and yeah whatever that's call it political if you want i'm like but yeah like, this is like I could see the stormtroopers doing this kind of stuff, like abusing their power. Cause again, like we talked about it before, this is the, the kind of thing the empire cultivates is these kind of guys who are like assholes. Yeah. Like the, the, the empire is always going to be like the worst examples of this kind of stuff. Like, especially now that, yeah, you know, like it's not even just, Oh, the empire are douchebags, the empire are douchebags who deliberately want to mess with people right now. Yeah. So and like this problem, this guy literally probably does have some sort of space Nazi quota of like be a fascist today this much. And I love how they you see that like these two dudes in the background are just watching, like they're seeing this whole thing unfold and just letting it happen. Mm. Like yeah. even they, they even look like they're kind of like like you see a second ago that one guy turned to the other. They're almost kind of like talking about it. it's like, hey dude, check this out. Like I wonder what this guy's gonna do. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it does get that feeling that, that they've picked out a mark and definitely like once the droid comes in, you know, it's it's like he's decided what he's doing with you. He's leaving you to that and he's gonna for a while because he wants to. Yeah, no. 
And I'm like, yeah, look, yeah, like you said, like he looks at, look, you're sweating. Well, it's hot. Maybe you were running. Well, why would I be running? Because you're part of it. I'm like, dude, yeah, you are absolutely like escalating it, and then also like leading the question. Like you're 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 badgering the witness. Yeah, yeah. It, then it's just you know, it's it's classic like you know fascist kind of shit. Like and ah oh, man, <laughs> even out in space, Florida Keys, you got to deal with that. Yeah. Right. Which also, I, I do want to point out, I did like this scene, though, because I like how he said, like, I want, I need a droid assistant. So they have a K2 or a KX unit show up, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's K2SO. Like, because he has the yellow trim, as opposed to all uh, the other ones that have the red trim. I did wonder, like, and, and it's it's kind of interesting, because it gives you this little bit of hope when you're watching it, of like, oh, but he's going to be rescued by, like, K2SO, and that's, yeah, like, he's, how he's going to have to... He's gonna have They're to like hack him. Yeah, no, apparently what he's gonna have to do like so if you read the Andor comic books, yeah, uh, he okay. he found K2SO while breaking out of prison. Like right. he he ends up okay. he ends up reprogramming him to help him escape from prison, and then he ends up escaping, and then and he decides that K2SO is just gonna be his buddy. So I'm like, uh from I, I'm willing to bet that that's like next episode or in the next couple of episodes, we're gonna see him uh, try to escape prison. And you know, use a an imperial droid to do so. Okay, oh, that'd be cool. Which also, I did like this scene. I, I like the whole, uh, you know, just the nonsense of like the the imperial court and like just the the, the just the tedious like uh, was it the like the tedious nature of it. Yeah, it's it's great, and like they they sort of you can see where they pulled from things like um, Milk Toast the Pastry probably knows more about this, but it reminded me of the stories of like kind of like Eastern Bloc sort of bureaucracy and things like with the way that they're just like slapping that old credit card machine thing to like do their sentences, and they just like got this churning wheel of like a public court. Like it's not even like Better Call Saul levels of you know like courtroom. It's just like this kind of like charade of just get in there. We're going to send you down. We don't care. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I like how, but like I mentioned before, but in a galaxy far, far away, we have holograms, we have interdimensional travel or intergalactic travel, and we have all that. But you still have to have a fan and a fucking little like the little like ticker machine thing that they use for credit cards to make your your uh you know di discs or whatever the hell. That fan is a genius little touch because it just like adds this whole atmosphere here you just get oh it's hot and they're standing in line for like god knows how long this takes like yeah. this is the worst place to be yeah, and this building just looks like it it looks dark and dingy and like in incredibly like nobody wants to be there oh yeah. this sucks like also like, it must suck for the like you know obviously they're the bad guys but the, the stormtroopers around them like that must be the worst man oh dude that armor must be horrible to wear uh, indoors as well yeah, I, I like how they they so uh, did you what did you think of the charges that they put on him? So they're fleeing the scene of a crime. That's one thing because they you know they put that was a bogus charge, but they put it on him anyway. But I yeah. like how they also said uh, that he had anti-imperial speech. I'm like, what? When like, yeah, I don't know. Like, like uh, some of them are like, yeah, there might be details that we don't know because you're like, he could have at some point been like, you know, you barve or something, you know, like while he was choking, like that counts as anti-imperial speech. Yeah, also, yeah. I like how he just says, hang on to him, and, and the robot doesn't understand it. It fucking grabs him by the throat and hangs him. Yeah, that I was like, oh, that's that, that's on the nose. That's close to the knuckle, that one. Um, but I, I, I appreciate them doing it, because it's like, hey, make your villains real awful. And, you mm. know, that, that does it. 
yeah man like it's yeah it's messed up i like how and i like how he tries to get to even like say like oh no it wasn't me i wouldn't do that like it wasn't my fault like she says also don't do it like don't talk back because then you don't want to get hit with a with a like resisting judgment charge i'm like how the hell is that a charge like what kind of what kind of nazi bullshit is that yeah it's it's this this like clown court sort of thing like yeah it's like i think i think this, this is also like these moments where you can kind of show that it isn't just you know oh they're bad guys and yeah they're against them you know you're against somebody it's like no the empire like is making things bad for everybody even like in like just these proceedings they do it badly and they've got no interest in doing things right mm -hmm. Here I want it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get off the screen for a second just for that. But I want to try to find the that. All right, so the scene that I was talking about in particular. So we, we can yes. go ahead and talk about Marva. So well, actually, while I'm looking for it, we can go ahead and talk about while well, he visits Marva. Okay, because uh, Marva, I I love him visiting Marva. I I love the whole thing with Marva. Um, particularly where she starts talking about like when she walked across the square. Yeah. Um, and like that moment. And maybe this is the moment you're talking about because that combined with the reveal of what happened to Clem. to Clem. To, also, to, did, yeah. we, did we get the reveal last episode, or or at some point that his dad's name was Clem? I don't remember that being revealed. I yeah. I, I sort of missed that, so it was a kind of added shock for me in this one. Exactly. Um, I'm like, oh shit! It added it added like an extra like like we said it a couple episodes ago that like of all names, why Clem? It's like, oh shit, that was his dad's name. Yeah. And just like that, that reveal of what happened there was cool again because it fed into that thing I was talking about about how you know it shows like how there were times where even the Republic had these dark moments, or when the Republic was crossing over to being the Empire, you got these terrible moments. But the stuff she was talking about walking across the square, and then it's revealed that Clem was hanged there, and we don't know whether it's like you know like his body was just hung up there as a as an example, or whether he was actually executed by okay, hanging. So here we go. Here we go. I yeah. love that. So and this is also really messed up that. Clem, he was just like, all right, dude, just relax. We're not just don't worry about it. They're gonna they're gonna put up their flag, go away, and we won't have to worry about him. And then he's just trying to help. Like he tries to stop these guys from throwing rocks at them. And like when he does so, I like how you see it. Uh the guys turn, and then when it comes back to Clem, they're fucking gone. Like they wily coyote the fuck out. They're just Yeah, yeah, these just get out of there. It's it's terrible. This this that scene combined with then what what uh, Marva says um, reminded me a lot of um, Jojo Rabbit and that bit in Jojo like like the, the gut punch bit of Jojo Rabbit mm. like that bit was like oh my god and it, it was it was good that like because I, I like the fact that they have slowly revealed what is actually going on with Andor and he gets more complex every time because like we already knew he had enough reason to go against the Empire but then it's not even just. It's not even just the reasons he had there. It, it goes even deeper that they killed his damn father and like he had to live with it. And strung him up from the fucking from in like the town square. Yeah. And he knew all his father was doing was just trying to stop other people causing trouble and keep other people safe. And then it reveals yeah. that he like went after the the uh clone troopers or the Republic troopers afterwards. Oh, and dear. I was just like, oh, there we go. Like, which were a bit like and or this didn't really work out that well for you the first time. I guess you got kidnapped, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, but it shows this that, he had, that he had that rebel spirit, and I appreciate that scene. Like, because as his mom's talking about, it's like if one person can stand up to the if if like one person can stand up to the empire like that, then it gives us hope and shit. Like, or it's like her speech about, and as it's doing that, it's showing Andor picking up like that rod and attacking four uh, clone troopers by himself, which 
I, I just really appreciate that it shows that, uh, yeah, like the, like in order to be like, it shows the two things, one that, uh, the kind of character that Andor is like the, that he's willing to, you know, to risk his life, you know, for this full hearty, for these full hearty things, just to stick it to the empire. And then also it shows that like, that's the kind of person you have to be like to, you know, to be in a, a, one of the rebels, you have to be a full hearty person. Like you'd be almost suicidal. Yeah. And it's, it's that thing of like, it, it find it kind of inspirational. Like she's like, the, the meaning of this is more important than like the practicalities of it. Like yeah. me staying and standing up, and that is more important than like when she was saying, like, I walked through the square when I heard that. And I was like, yes. Yeah. And then, and the fact that he smiles about it, like, that's another thing. Like, you see that he's just like little by little, he's wanting, like, you can kind of see him being uh, won over by the rebels. And not even by, not honestly, not even by them having given him a sales pitch, just by his mom saying that he, that she's inspired by what happened. And but, like, to, yeah. to get a bit sappy, but I mentioned it before, but like, like is Marva? Is is that her name? Marva? Yeah, like yes. she she really reminds me of my mum. And like 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 I'm often very proud of my mum. My mum was like a high school teacher and like had to do like a bunch of bullshit, like you know, helping kids out, like dealing with like social services, going to parents and stuff, and dealing with parents who are abusive and things like that. And like this kind of reminds me of that. And I was like, yeah, like just that kind of everyday standing up for what's right and being a good person. And that means a lot to me and it really helps me enjoy this show. Mm. so there's also one thing that got mentioned here um yeah see that right there the fucking did she get oh <laughs> spoiler alert of what i was also watching <laughs> salacious room and the lego studs <laughs> yeah but i do enjoy that how she says like she walks she walks through the store with her hell with her head held high and he just like he he's overcome with emotion because of that yeah and like like ah uh, it's it's a lot and, and i love that it shows that scene helps you learn things like how he's not being like flippant about these things, even when he's running away. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like, oh, he's giving up and he's just, he's like, nah, there's a lot behind this. He's been beat by the Empire so many times. Yeah. And like, I, I do kind of like the Firefly. Like, so you remember, you remember watching Firefly with Mal Reynolds? He like, he wants to go far away from the, from the Alliance, like, to a place where they haven't, they haven't corrupted it yet. That's what he says. It's like, well, fine, we'll go somewhere where they haven't ruined yet. And I'm like, dude, even, no matter where you go, the Empire is always there. Like, he he, he thinks to himself, oh, I'll just go far enough away where the Empire isn't isn't there. And I'm like, nah, dude, that, you, you don't understand the Galactic Empire. It's like, uh, yeah, in, in Slave Ship, there's the thing with uh, Prince Zizor or the Black Hand. Black Hand? Black Sun, sorry. Black Sun. Um, and he's, uh, you know, like in that, he's always like, you know, the, the Black Sun won't be safe from the Emperor. Like, if he continues to swallow up all the galaxy, he'll come after the Black Sun and it'll take me as well. So, like, you know, it, it's almost like that peace was never an option sort of thing. Mm hmm Exactly. And I'm like, and and he, so that's the thing, is that I feel like it's just the fact that he's fought for so long, like, since he was a child, then he was a teenager, then he's a, as an adult, he's just, he's tired of fighting and he, he wants to be done with it. But as we all know, that's, that's not how it's going to uh, shake out, you know? <laughs> yes, <But> I, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I love this scene though. Like this whole thing, and I want to see the the conclusion of this of how he either beats them or how he gets beaten. Because I'm like, because there there's no way that this turns out well for him. Yeah, like th this is like this guy must have been sent home and like stayed in bed with broken limbs for a while. Like these guys are gonna wreck him. Exactly, that's my thing. And and also, so I, I do want to talk about this in a second. We do have a, um, our friend uh, Joker voices here. He says he's sorry he's late. He got back from watching Black Adam. Oh, so I have to ask, 
how is Black Adam then? Because I, I did want to ask about that. It looks it looks pretty good. You know, yeah, because I was talking about Black Adam today. Here in the UK, at least, it is being marketed a lot, like suspiciously a lot. Like I keep hearing ads of Black Adam over and over again on like podcasts and things, and I'm like, to the point where it makes me think it's a bad movie. You know, you know where they put a lot of money behind it just so that people go see it and they make like some of their money back. But I'd be interested to know because it could be fun. It's like, hey, British people, it has Pierce Brosnan. You know, you want to go see it. <laughs> Although, yeah, no, I've I've heard that, like, I've heard mixed reviews. Like, some people have said it's good. Like, a handful of people have said that it, that it was bad. And, like, I don't, I don't know, you know. I'm like, I, I always take those, the like, every review with a grain of salt. So I, I, I want to go see it myself and make my own judgments. Mm. Yeah, I think the fact that it's Dwayne Johnson does make you worry that it's just going to be, like, scorpion king but dc like you know <laughs> yeah, like no, that's, that's a good point i didn't think about that i have heard that uh apparently henry cavill is in it like he returns as uh as oh. superman oh okay oh, interesting it's like I, so yeah I'm, i might go check it out i might it, it look it sounds interesting i like uh milk toast pastry yeah how much do you bet that andor's escort friend takes off with his money while he's in prison she may not be an escort. She may be a lady with low standards. <laughs> well, I suppose that depends on. I, like, I'm not, you know, I, I don't particularly find men attractive, but I suppose it depends on how people how uh, people would feel about, you know, uh, what's his name, uh, the dude, Andor, fucking, I don't know exactly Diego Luna. Oh, there we go. yeah, Diego Luna. I suppose sorry. it depends on how on how women feel about Diego Luna because I'm like, I don't. I'm more like, 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 I feel like there is no way that Andor is a fun guy to meet, like, on a night out right now. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Andor is not on his A game right now. <laughs> I, 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 you have a point, but you know what he has? A bunch of money. Yeah. So, just... Milk Toast is probably right. Probably is more of a, or at least someone who, you know, wants to get a lot of drinks. I don't know. That'd be, so that'd be funny. I'm gonna say that'd be really, really funny if he get if he escapes prison, goes back to his place, and he finds out that his chick like stole all of his stuff, and like 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 he goes back and like the apartment's just like been raided, it's all empty. I would I'd be I would laugh, but I would I would not be surprised. Yeah, no, I think that's an unnecessary scene. It'd be funny, but it's an unnecessary scene. I don't think we need to have that. It's really just like just just him having his money like confiscated or having it like be missing or that's more than enough. You know what I mean? Mm, like sure, yeah. she he finds it and she runs off with it. Sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It's probably going to be that. That'll be interesting. Actually, yeah, it will be like a, a whole thing of whether the money's still there. Hmm. Also, Joker Voice says on a scale of five stars, it's a solid three. It's recommendable. Pierce Brosnan is the perfect choice for Doctor Fate. All right, Dwayne Johnson surprisingly good, better than anything from Marvel Studios for the past two years. Well, I, that's debatable, but I'll hmm. but I'll have to go check it out and see because yeah, I'll. But that is. But yes, I. I uh, personally, I thought that Pierce Brosnan was a great choice for Doctor Fate, and Dwayne Johnson. Whatever, I'll I, like I said, I'll go check it out. Milk toast the pastry. What? <laughs> As someone who got robbed by a nice hooker while I was in prison, it's enough to make you join a bunch of freedom fighters. What? What interesting life you have had, Milk Toaster. <laughs> what is this? Is this nonsense, Gilbert? Do you know if this is nonsense? I, I all I gotta say is don't tell your wife. If it's true, don't tell your wife. <laughs> And I hope that I hope she doesn't watch the podcast because <laughs> then you're screwed. <laughs> but okay. yeah, no. I I'm gonna say probably not. But if it is true, don't tell your wife. 
But anyway, so here, let's let's go ahead and jump into this scene real quick. Oh, this is good. I like yeah, this. No, the, like you've mentioned before, how uh, that scene kind of feels like uh, like her conversation with Luthen, and how like she said, there's like smile, act like we're talking about good old times, and and make sure you, like no one sees you. Like yeah, they're trying. Like I like how she's taking a page from his book and being a little more sneaky. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I love this. Like Mom Mothma feels like she's sort of coming into her own. Like I think that scene with Luthen makes her feel a little bit like oh maybe she's threatened. But this like kind of shows her taking back some power of that and being mm -hmm. like, okay, fine, I'm in this then, and I, you know, I'm like a hardcore rebel now. Yeah, and and it's like he said, although Luthen did say during their meetings, like the the uh, what's it called, the network has been built. We just need to grow it. It needs to grow or die. And so she's she's doing exactly that. She's growing the network by bringing in her friend. And now that we mentioned this off air, I think that we're gonna get kind of a, a like not a uh, I want to say a red herring, but I think we're going to kind of get like uh, like the a bait and switch almost, or it's like something like that. Where it's like they're making it seem like this guy is like a nice, you know, level head is like, oh, well, I'm I'm with you know these people who are rebel. I feel like we're going to get Sagarera. Like we're going to mm. find out that this dude is funding Sagarera and like a group of terrorists. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with that because I I don't know whether we should have expected him to kind of go, oh, and here are the people that I'm involved with. You know, whether we'll have some sort of where they actually reveal things to each other. Um, or whether it is more, you know, he's just, he wasn't quite aware of how hardcore Mon Mothma was. Mm. Yeah. And I, I don't know, maybe like, it also maybe you find out that he's just like, I meant I was going to send some, some aid or I thought I was going to send some money overseas or send it like secretly to the, to this planet. I didn't know you were talking about rebellion. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought you were trying to leave your husband. Like, what are you want about? <laughs> oh, God. oh, God. See, you know what's messed up is I saw some people say that. Like, I saw some people online uh, talking about how, like, they think that the, the, she like she might be having an affair with this dude. Or, like, some people even got as bold as saying that he, that he might be her uh, her baby daddy. Oh. Hmm. It, it was interesting that, yeah, the daughter was, like, super weird around him. But I, interesting, I didn't get that. Um but like whether this is how she does disappear, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. If she uses this accessing her, you know, family's funds just to like get out of dodge and be a rebel full time, or whether but she's forced to. How fucked would that be though? If like her, if her like way of of escaping, like she doesn't she doesn't let people know that she's actually a rebel, but her way of like getting out of the life is, oh, I ran off with this guy. We we got married and ran off, and I left my husband. When in reality, she's just going off to join the rebellion. It's like, possible. Like, I do think something will come up with this. Like, you know, I think her and her struggles with Perrin are going to be a big part of that. And um, I would not be surprised if Perrin thinks that they're like sleeping together and, you know, he, he jumps to them having an affair before anything else. I'm, I'm willing to bet because there's a lot of episodes during this whole conversation, there's a lot of shots of Perrin like looking over at them. Like he's sitting there talking to his buddies or whatever the fuck, and there's like he's always giving them like side eye or kind of like just staring at, at them while they talk. So and then he walks over there and is like, Oh, do you mind if I steal Mon Mothma away for a moment? And like, cause he like I feel like that's very much him marking his territory when he comes over and talks to both of them. I'm really expecting that you know Perrin to try and sell Mon Mothma out at some point. Mm. Like like I think that partly that this is gonna be a catalyst, him thinking there's an affair going on. And then he'll learn about what she's actually doing. And then, like, yeah, he'll, like, turn on her and she will have to flee. Yeah. So Joker Boy says, now this episode could have been a decent episode. 
that take out two unnecessary scenes and tweak two other scenes, it could have been easily the best episode of the series thus far. No, that's episode six, I'm afraid. <laughs> nothing nothing thus far, and I, and I don't see how it could, will beat that sixth episode, because that thing was the tits. Like, yeah, you're going to have to work very hard to make the rest of the, the episodes more enjoyable than that. But yes, so I'm curious what two unnecessary scenes you're talking about. I'm guessing you're talking like it's like the meeting between like Vel and the chick, maybe the meeting between Luthen and uh, Mon Mothma. Like I don't, it, I'm not sure what unnecessary scenes you're talking about. But yeah, like, but I do agree there are a couple that could have been that possibly could have been cut and not and nothing really changed. Mm, let's see here. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Milktoe says I do hope Mothma gets uh, a. <laughs> Strange though, her husband is insufferable. Yes, everyone deserves a fulfilling sex life. Yeah, and I, I imagine that someone under as much strain as Mon Mothma could really do with a good O once in a while. <laughs> See, now the question is: Is this the guy to give it to her? I mean, he might do for an evening. You know, like I don't know. Yeah. Like, no, nah, dude, get, like got to get got to cut right through the sexual tension between, between her and Luthen. Go take her into that back room and show and show her all your artifacts. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm just I'm fucking right. <laughs> so Goose Souders in the comments he says Imperial Mole. That'd be interesting if this guy is actually turns out that he's not a rebel. He's actually just um, he's a spy for he's he himself is a spy for the Imperials. Ooh, do you know? Do you know what? That would be a good, like, uh, a nice, like, inversion of my expectations. If it could be that he actually sells her out, and then Perrin like proves that he actually does give a shit, and he's the one who helps her get off planet and escape. That would be nuts. If if Perrin became like actually came, dude. I swear to God, if fucking Josh is right, and he says that like Perrin ends up being a hero at the end, I'm gonna be surprised. I, I cannot. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do, but it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. <laughs> like but yeah it's like i don't know man if parent actually ends up being the hero of this story like i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna lose my fucking board <laughs> that's what's gonna happen he doing I, I, one heroic thing won't necessarily make him a hero uh, one good deed is not enough to absolve, absolve a man of a lifetime of wickedness or yes. douchiness rather <laughs> <laughs> but it seems enough to condemn him Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that whole that whole thing is a reference to that whole thing I just said right there was a reference to uh, to called uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Says he says tweak the ISB scene instead of pissing contest. Have her actually show the pattern with hollow screens instead of just saying it. And two, that would give her agency, showing her competent and making her or making that scene character driven rather than plot driven. Okay, so yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the end scene in the ISB. I'll admit this was a little weird that he kind of did a 180. Like last episode, he's like, "Oh, show me, show me facts, show me figures, show me your your data." And he, he like Joker voice is actually kind of right on this one. He she didn't she just explains it like does and just says like, "Oh, mm. the Ald the Aldani robbery," and kind of and like just maybe like uses just kind of sums it up, and then he's just like, "Oh, okay." Now, now I'll put you in charge. Good job. I yeah, I I quite like how how this thing goes. It uh, it does remind me a little bit of those sort of like animes that like where people talk things through rather than like say without showing it, rather than just displaying it visually. Uh, but I felt like there was enough tension in the scene for me personally. I quite enjoyed the win uh, for Miro. I think it is. Um, um, yeah, 
Yeah, I yeah. think it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I quite enjoyed the win there. And um, there was something quite satisfying when the guy's like really smug and like, what's more urgent than a rogue agent? <laughs> like, imagine if everyone did that. And it's like, yeah. Imagine if everyone I, did do that. I do, I do enjoy that myself. It's like, imagine if we were all like her. That's actually a good idea. And he's and I love how smug he is at first. Is like, I would love I would be interested to see where we were if we all had the same initiative as as you know, uh Officer Mira. And I'm like, damn, dude just got owned. It sort of goes into that kind of um almost Game of Thrones thing, sort of again, where like it's part of it is like he's playing this game as well. You know, that like like him sort of uh siding with her is can easily be as much of like him just trying to put down the other dude like especially afterwards when he's like watch your back you know it's that thing of like maybe he does think that she did the right thing or maybe he's like this chick causes trouble yeah like, i'm so gonna that, set her up for a fall like that that could be it too is like he he could just be like or, or, or that could be a, a thing as well is that he could be you know backing her is like you know i agree with you that i'm gonna put you in charge or i'm gonna put you in charge of this but understand that i just screwed this guy over so he's gonna be gunning for you now oh yeah yeah no i i quite enjoy that we we have like i like that we have these multiple levels of things going on it's it's quite satisfying for me to see how the point the pieces of this story fit together see i just love the idea that like i agree and yeah it's like all these different little like puzzle pieces all like coming together at different times like showing how these different things work and how they all connect is great and but I just want to say, I love the idea that this guy is like, he's just bored at work and he's just stirring up shit. <laughs> like, he's just like, you know what? My department's kind of boring usually. I wonder if I could get my two of my lieutenants to just screw with each other. Yeah, and like, wait something as well. Like, you know, that this guy doesn't want to hear from either of them. You know, like, it's like, I don't want to hear you two having arguments, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, just get on with it. Um, I also, yeah, the, the last thing he says is like, I see no major problems, but as always, I love the spirited, uh, what is it, the spirited, like, uh, debate or something. Yeah, debate or the, or the spirited, like, exchange of, of ideas and shit. Like, so it was like, I'm like, you're, you're just, I feel like you're just stirring up shit. You're just fucking with people. It reminds me of, um, like, the old school English House of Cards, because it is like, it does kind of have that sort of like old, like, parliamentary vibe to it, this of, you know, it is like you say it's these upper elites and half of their half of their you know machinations where they're destroying an entire galaxy is them stopping themselves from being bored. Mm, exactly. So I'm like, yeah, that it's just kind of fun. I like, I love the idea that that half of the things the Empire does is just because somebody in the office was bored that day. Like so, yeah. So kind of it kind of also explains why Andor was getting fucked with on the beach. Like that officer was just kind of bored that he didn't he didn't actually want to uh, he didn't actually care about whether or not Andor was involved. He was just bored and wanted to get wanted to do something. Mm. I think one thing as well that does illustrate. I think yeah, this episode really does try and show that there are shockwaves of what Andor has done in every single part of like the galaxy and every part of this story. So like that one eighty that this guy has done, like is sort of framed to be almost a deliberate uh consequence of the raid on mm-hmm. aldani that that would make sense too i suppose that yeah if the aldani things is like oh shit maybe she was right maybe like maybe there is something to what she was saying last you know last time yeah well because that's it that's what she was talking about she was saying they're going to do something big they're going to do some sort of big hit something happened and then like oh okay maybe i should have mm. but obviously this guy's not going to admit that because <laughs> he's like an imperial officer all right, yeah. Now I want it. I I kind of want to see oops, jumping ahead or jumping all around. There, I kind of want to see more like Game of Thrones style stuff like this, where he walks her away and it's like you know, like, like well played. 
but watch your back. Like I want, I want to see that come over, you know, come full circle and more like intrigue in that way. It's like, how is this guy going to get back at her and screw her over? Yeah, it, it's going to be because like it, it is a thing of like they're all sharks in a tank, aren't they? They're all going to eat each other in the end. Yep, exactly. Do 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 do. Like, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, speaking of Harrison, House of Dragons, go watch, do it. No, it's like, I don't fucking want to. <laughs> there's so there's so much effort to, to watch this, to watch a fake history. <laughs> like, like, oh great, okay, cool. It's like I, I get that you have to deal with your own bullshit history of kings and, and incest <laughs> and people trying to you know usurp the throne. But you know what? It's so much more fun when there's a dragon involved. I, I guess, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it, it doesn't it doesn't work with me as well to make me go. Oh, I need to put some effort into going to watch that. Mm. Well, all right. So yeah, Joker voice is uh, heading out. So appreciate it for you you jumping in and uh, letting us know what you thought. Have have fun at your Halloween party. And yeah, House of Dragon yeah. says best show on TV presently. Eh, it's it's a good show. I don't know if it's the best. It, it, the last episode kind of fucked me up. This is a weird foot episode or foot. Tarantino scene. Yeah, I, I, I'll leave it at that. So, in case you ever see it, you can you can be as as disturbed as I was. Milk toast pastry said so. We're not going to talk about her pants. It's <laughs> quite true. Her like director pants that she's got on. Okay, here we we go to that real quick. Yep, I there. I do like that. I like how like they again. It's so that they have that like literal like in a British Empire thing of the ridiculous costumes as well. Yeah, no, they're like, I've never been down for the, like, the only part of the empire I'm really down for is the stormtroopers. Like I'm down for those you know, uniforms, but yeah, like this shit would, would be ridiculous to have to wear. Yeah. Never quite understood that. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's just like, is it more comfortable? Is it functional? Does it just look more professional? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it looks more professional. Every, if, if your trousers do not stand out, you are an absolute amateur. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Over here, if we, if we don't have a crease in the front of our pants, suddenly it's like, oh, well, clearly you're you're not as professional as this guy who did iron his, his jeans this morning. I'm like, fuck oh, you. Yeah. yeah, I can't stand that sort of stuff. Ugh. So, yeah, I'm like, so maybe it, maybe it's something to do with that. <laughs> at least it's not a brown suit mm, but Gotta high collars oh yeah yeah and then see i think i think it's ridiculous like anything like that that makes you like so the fact that they have to wear like their belt on the outside of their of their tunic that that just screams to me you take yourself too seriously uh, okay like yeah. that, that, that whole thing of like doing the whole I have, a, I have a long tunic and I put my thing now. It's so it's draped below, over my my trousers, which are ex, extra out there. I'm like, yeah, no, you guys take yourselves way too seriously. What is holding up their trousers then? <laughs> like a second belt under, <laughs> as a second belt under their fucking like they have an actual belt with belt loops, and then they put on their their blouse and then the the second belt over it, the <laughs> utility belt. I'm like, it's it's ridiculous, <sighs> but anyway. So yeah, I think at that point, I think we pretty much talked about most of the episode. Is there anything else that you wanted you wanted to touch on before we head out? No, no, I think I was I was pretty satisfied with what we covered there in the episode. It was a very good one. Oh yeah, it's, see, that's the thing is that not not a lot happened, 
but it, it's again like after after like what happened last week it's kind of giving us a, a chance to kind of like decompress and kind of figure out kind of like get on board with what was with what happened with who all died and what and what's now happening with like with the fact that vel has to t- uh, hunt down andor the fact that mothma is now confiding in more people that that luthan is kind of getting a little more like crazy like it's it, we're kind of we're we're t- we're checking in with all the characters and we're and I think that's what we're thinking. It's like we're building up to another to another arc. Yeah, I think you're right. And so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Got milk toast. Yeah, it says great show, gents. Well, appreciate that milk toast. Last thing I'm going to ask Jerson is uh, my my usual question: What do you rate this out of five? And what what are we hoping for or expecting this next episode? So I'm going with like let's say four and a half out of five. I think. All right. Um, I really liked this episode. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I sort of felt like it is a good place to go after the excitement of the last one, to slow it down a bit, to sort of deconstruct. Okay, what happens after the effects of that episode? Um, and yeah, what I'm expecting or what I hope to see, I'm interested to see what happens with Andor in prison. I'm hoping we get some cool stuff. So yeah, Milk Test Pastry saying uh, K2SO. Yeah, that'll be cool to see. Also, just like maybe just you know an episode just of him in prison before he escapes. So setting up like what it's like in you know a star wars prison like that maybe we can get hey easter eggs if i get a death trooper's easter egg that'd be cool um and yeah just you know sort of what happens to him you know uh what more are we going to learn about him as well because they're they're giving us little flashbacks to teach us things mm. a director krennic easter egg or a, or a rogue <laughs> or maybe he'll run past Jin or so just randomly like, oh, yeah, like show teenage and or in teenage Jin like cross paths like for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that one time where we met and we just didn't talk about it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> twelve out of eighteen thieving escorts. <laughs> All right, you know what, milk toast. I don't appreciate the idea that you're call- like just because she sleeps with someone, she makes her a whore. How dare you, sir? <laughs> what if she's merely just a slut? <laughs> Also, isn't that four out of six? If it's twelve think, out of eighteen. I think something like that. Yeah, I don't. I'm. Yeah. Yes. I thought or, I, Mill test of face. You can't give me math things. <laughs> like, he's testing. Saw, he's, he's testing your education skills. No, I was. I was like, oh god, do I have to like find out the lowest common denominator. <laughs> All right, guys. But yeah. I think I'm gonna get. I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna give it a four out of five, and I'm gonna agree with Milk Toast. I want K2SO. Like, if we can get that, I will be so happy. And make the next episode an absolute win for me. Alan Tudyk, if he shows up and starts talking in his Alan Tudyk-y voice, like I, I will admit that I think the show has gone on long enough. And while I've said before, I like the fact that it doesn't really give you like an out. It makes things tense and keeps them tense. At this point in the show, we could do with like some comedy K2SO to just give us a little bit of light something because it's all very heavy. Mm. Yeah, like I, I honestly, I, I'm really hoping for Alan Tudyk to show up because if he does, I'm, I might cry like a bitch. <laughs> anyway, guys, on that note, I think it's gonna, that's gonna wrap it up. So I'm gonna say, I'll say thank you guys so much. Uh, Milk Toast, Joker Voice, Smith Lords, um, Jonathan, uh, Connor, of course, and who else? We had Goog turn up. Yeah, we had Mister Action. We had Goog. We had Matches Malone, of course. Rolando, like. I want to thank you guys all. Like a big, big part of the of the Monkey Lizard Army showed up today, and I want to say thank you guys for representing the Fulcrum Knights. Thank you very much. It's good to it's good to have our allies with the with the the Monkey Lizard Army, the Mulcrum Lizard Army. That's the Mulcrum combined. <laughs> yeah. See, it's yeah, it's Mulcrum 
uh, Army Tainment. That's, a, <laughs> that's our that's our couple name. <laughs> anyway, but um, uh, but yeah, like I said, thank you guys all for watching. If you guys still are, that we appreciate it. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, and comment below. Uh, hit that bell notification so you can always make sure you know when our videos come out. And then make sure you tune in. Uh, let's see this Monday because we're gonna be doing a game stream. Yeah. Or tune in Sunday for Choose Your Own Adventure Brothers. Monday yep. for for our game stream. Tuesday for the audiobook, uh, for the Halo audiobook that's gonna be coming out. Yeah. Finally, fucking god. <laughs> and then uh, next Sunday, also check us out for because we got a what if coming out. It's what if Luke Skywalker joined Darth Vader. Yeah, make sure to join so you can tell us what you think would have happened. And hopefully we'll have an awesome guest. I'm I'm working on it. I think I think we'll have um if I'm not if yeah I'm gonna try to get Ben and Jan from uh, the Star Bros podcast. See if they Excellent. can be on for that Sunday. If not, hopefully maybe Salacious will be. A, I don't know someone. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I will see you guys. This has been Fulcrum Entertainment Podcast. We thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you guys next Saturday. Wait, wait, where is it? There it is. <laughs>